Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 22 of the Social Liability Podcast, the only podcast where two middle-aged men sit around and complain about those of people in our lives that violate the social contract we all agree to live by. I am the Raz Grays with my co-host, the Buck Rundle, bringing you bunches and bunches of interesting stories of people that are just not quite right in this world. Nope. Uh, yeah. You know, we were we were... We were spitballing the uh, the title for this episode, and we we went with what we have, which is uh, you never go full panther. But we we were on the fence and just decided against putting the actual word asshole in the title. But I think it really sums it up. We did find the A in asshole, and it's uh, it's definitely a nice uh, nice little uh, nice little grouping for you. I don't know. The one guy, because typically we do not read the stories ahead of time before we read them here on the show. And the one of them, just from the title, I think this guy might be my personal hero. But we're gonna, so um, we're not going to get to that one, though. We're going to get to that one second. But our main event for the evening is 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 something to behold. But let's start out with... After fiancé is found dead, man researches time travel to correct a horrible mistake. <laughs> Okay, so the yeah, yeah, there's there are just so many flaws in that plan already. Like, I can't wait to see what 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 you're about to unfold for us here. So, a Russian bride to be was found dead five thousand five hundred miles from home. Investigators would soon learn that Anna Repkina, I can't pronounce it right, it's Russian, come on, uh, was unwittingly caught in a love triangle and that her fiancé frantically searched for time travel after her death, writing to strangers on the WhatsApp, my best friend made a mistake. I want to go back to keep from losing the woman that should be my wife. (laughs) So... Uh, not only are we trying to find time travel, but we're just going to message people on, you know, the international version of Facebook Messenger for the solution to time travel. You know, the 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 reason why that is just such a like, let's just omit the fact that we're talking about time travel here, but seeking advice on something from WhatsApp is is just it's really really just a bad idea. Like, because, you know, your chances of finding somebody who's just bored, has nothing better to do. It's just like, you know what? I asked for a fish in a barrel, and here it is. Like, and they're just going to fuck with you. And, wow. Yeah. I mean, quite frankly, I, I was, I belonged to a, like a, a dad's group on Facebook, which is usually good for amusement. And this morning, someone posted on there, hey, dads that are hunters, post your greatest trophy. And everyone starts posting, you know, pictures of them and their kids with, like, these elk and deer and a bear. And, and of course, some dude decides he has to open his damn mouth and make comments about people having small penises and guns are evil and everything like that. And despite what you your feelings on the matter may have been, might not have been the most appropriate place to post your opposition. And the hilarity did ensue because people on the Internet... There's no nice people on the internet. God, no. It is simply a place for you to exploit other people and have fun at, uh, at their expense. And that is precisely what happened. And I, I cannot wait to look later to see if this guy is still in the group or not. Because 
he was getting dragged through the mud, and it was hilarious. But you know what? If he takes it with a grain of salt, though, they'll keep his ass in the group because every group needs one of those guys. Hmm. So in 2016, Repkina uh, was a 26-year-old Moscow native who loved rock music and cats and had a fun sense of humor. She had recently gone through a breakup with her boyfriend of seven years. In search of love, she decided to join some online dating sites. She she thought she had found what she was looking for when she met William Hargrove, a 26-year-old Oregon man who happened to have an affinity for all things Russian. (laughs) Well, geez, isn't that just a pleasant random happenstance? I I do enjoy Russian dash cam videos, but I can't really think of much else. Well, Tetris. I like Tetris. Yeah, just continue. <laughs> I'm just going to let it go there. Just continue. Uh, their online relationship quickly took off, and Rapkina decided to fly to the United States to meet her new love interest in person and spend the Christmas holiday with him in Oregon. After a whirlwind 10-day trip, Repkina returned to Russia with a souvenir, an engagement great ring from Hargrove. <laughs> she made plans to pack up her life in Russia, move to Oregon, and plan a wedding. What Repkina wasn't planning on was meeting Hargrove's secret girlfriend. (laughs) When Repkina... I'm I'm mutilating this this poor girl's name, but she's dead, so she's not going to complain. When Repkina first met Hargrove, he was renting a room from a woman named Michelle Chavez, who was living with her husband in a loveless marriage. Unbeknownst to Repkina, Hargrove and Chavez were involved in a passionate affair, even before she came to the States. Hargrove and Chavez continued their relationship after Hargrove's proposal to Repkina, and when Repkina moved to Oregon to marry Hargrove, Chavez was shocked and very angry. <laughs> I, I There's no picture of the house, but I am picturing a lovely trailer park with a, a view of the local dump. You know what? I think, I think it might be more of like a uh, mobile home community overlooking the water treatment facility. Yes, I'm gonna, is. I'm gonna step, I'm gonna step them up a little bit. Okay, trailer, trailer park over the dump. I mean, like the, the girl's dead. Like let's let's at least upgrade her. <laughs> you know, like come on. Chavez wanted Hargrove to be with only her and pressured him to end his relationship with Rokina. She issued an ultimatum. Choose between her and Rokina. Within days, Rokina was dead. (laughs) The day after Easter 2017, Rokina's body was found in a remote logging road in uh, some town, Alsea. Yeah, let's go with Alsea. Alsea, Oregon. Uh, She had been killed by a single shotgun blast to the back of the head. But who pulled the trigger? (laughs) That's the question that lead detective Lieutenant Chris Duffett was trying to answer when he first arrived on the scene. We found several pieces of trash, Duffett said. Fast food bags, cigarette cartons, candy wrappers. (laughs) At that point, we didn't know what what was evidence and what was not. (laughs) We we got some quality police work here, too. (laughs) Lieutenant Chris Duffett. Duffett. Duffet. Yeah. One of the pieces of trash turned out to be a treasure. <laughs> Investigators were able to trace the information on a KFC receipt back to Will Hargrove. 
In the days after Ripkina's death, Hargrove exhibited some rather particular behavior. Hargrove went on a bizarre internet deep dive. He is researching time travel, said Detective Chris Dale. He saves screenshots of webpages to show you how to do a particular spell to travel back in time. Now see, I was expecting this guy to be trying to build a DeLorean, but no, no, he's he's going full on witchcraft. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've just gone, like, and crossed... They crossed the streams, Egon. They crossed the streams. They're going with time travel and with witchcraft. They're crossing, like... There's no good ending to this. Uh, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man one might be the good ending. Oh, my lord. Uh, he, we also see communications through WhatsApp in what he is trying to ask for help to travel back in time. Hargrove said he wanted to correct a horrible mistake that his best friend made. He was so desperate to get this information on time travel that he offered his soul as a reward to strangers on the internet who might be able to help him. <laughs> Okay, if anybody out here is missing a member of their guild in World of Warcraft, he's in Oregon and currently detained. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Like, come on. <laughs> in addition to his strange internet encounters, Hargrove was caught on video surveillance at various ATMs withdrawing cash from Repkina's account. He made a $200 withdrawal from this machine and then engaged in some conversation with some employees at the gas station where he actually ended up hanging out with one of them and crying about the fact that his girlfriend, Anna Repkina, had left him. Hargrove withdrew an additional $800 from Repkina's account. With a sudden influx of cash, he made a car insurance payment, went shopping at Walmart for Star Wars-themed Legos, and bought candy and cigars. <laughs> this, this guy... This guy has just... Beca- Oh my! I think if we like this, this might have been a mercy killing. Oh my <laughs> goodness, gray! This is just screaming loser. Like, oh my gosh! Does it in any anywhere in this article does it say that he lived with his mother? No, he was he was living you, he was living with his mistress who was still married at the time and having an affair with her. So he was completely. Cucking his friend, and the dude was so stupid he didn't know what was going on. Oh my lord! After after connecting Hargrove to the crime scene through the KFC receipt, investigators brought Hargrove in for questioning and ultimately charged him Repkina's murder. The trash left near Repkina's body, Hargrove's strange internet encounters, and the theft caught on camera led Hargrove to be formally indicted on his for his fiance's murder in July of 2018. But when Hargrove's trial began in October 2019, the defense would spin an entirely new theory of what happened to Rakina. <laughs> Repkina. Now, <laughs> this is all going to be covered in a uh, a 60 Minutes special. It's supposed to air actually today as we record this. Uh, it's airing October 31st at 10 on CBS. Uh, I, I want to know what the other thing was. I mean, I have a feeling he's going to... They're going to point the finger at the the, the mistress, but still. <laughs> you know what? I just think it's great that the KFC receipt led the police to foul play. <laughs> That's no. Come on, hit the button, man. Hit the button. Give me the button. I did hit the button. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> oh, my Lord. 
So we go from time travel in, into our next story, which this guy, if you're going to be a billionaire, you got to do you got to do things with your money that are fun. I mean, if you have all that money, you're not going to do anything with it. What's the point in living? I say. <laughs> so, I I would have to agree with that mantra. That's that's very prophetic words there, Raz. So yeah. bil- billionaire Bill Gross accused of blaring the Gilligan's Island theme song on a loop at his neighbor. <laughs> Billionaire Bond billionaire Bill Gross is involved in a legal battle with his tech entrepreneur neighbor over a $1 million sculpture and allegations that Gross blasted the Gilligan's Island theme on a loop from his house. Gross, the co-founder in investment firm PIMCO, and his partner Amy Schwartz installed a large lighted glass art installation at their Laguna Beach property along the property line shared with their neighbors. Uh, Mark Tofig? Tofik? Let's go with that. CEO of the data center development company Nextfort Ventures and his wife Carol Nakahara. According to a lawsuit filed by uh, Tofik and Nakahara, Gross and Swartz then installed large poles and a protective net around the installation. And Tofik and his wife alleged the installation was partially blocking their ocean views. Oh, first world problems. After After several months of unsuccessful attempts to discuss the matter with Gross, according to Tofik and Nakahara, they filed a complaint with the city of Laguna Beach in June. The complaint prompted an investigation by the city to determine the installation, netting, and lights were a violation of city code and they did not have the proper permits, according to the lawsuit. Shortly after, Tovik and Nakahara allege Gross began retaliating against them by harassing them and disturbing them with loud music and bizarre audio recordings at excessive levels. During various hours of the day and night, including pop and rap music, and often a series of television theme songs, according to the lawsuit, including the Gilligan's Island theme on loop. <laughs> yes. If you're gonna do it, you gotta go all the way, put it on a loop. I mean, in all seriousness, where do you... <laughs> I know what I'll do. I'll play the Gilligan's Island theme. That will show them what for. <laughs> you know, I want to back up a little bit. Now, did you say that he was the CEO of PIMCO? P-I-M-C-O? Oh, let me scroll back up. Yes. Do you, do you know That's this company? Just me- Yes, I do. Yes, I do. PIMCO has a very attractive group of, uh, now they do, they, it's an investment firm, but I'm most familiar with the PIMCO mutual funds from when I worked in finance. And I always suggested their tax-free municipal bond fund. They, they were extremely good performers in that. Uh, I'm not sure what they are today. I'm no longer licensed. Don't take any advice from me in finance. Blah, blah, blah. You know, legal disclaimer. Uh, you, uh, you laugh all you want, man. I don't want the Securities and Exchange Commission at my door. Those guys are assholes. <laughs> but at the end of the day, man, it just makes it even that much, like, bittersweet that, like, this billionaire, like, I know I know his product, and I believe in it. And it's like, all right, man, I will believe in your Gilligan's Island adventure. Let's do this. Okay, so now we're picking sides, but. <laughs> of course I am, man course uh, gross and swartz uh, sued uh 
Taufik first on October 13th. Taufik and Nakahara fired their own suit the next day on October 14th. Gross accused uh, Taufik of peeping on him and Schwartz. And the Gross's lawsuit asked for a temporary restraining order according to court documents. Taufik and Nakahara's lawsuit alleges that Gross and Schwartz executed a targeted campaign of harassment and abuse that ensued after a dispute over an art sculpture installation on Gross's property. Oh, geez. Mr. Taufik has harassed and invaded the privacy of Mr. Gross and his life partner, Amy Schwartz. His life partner. In other words, they're not going to get married. They're business associates. <laughs> uh, J- Jill Basinger, the attorney for who represents Gross, in a statement to CNN Business, we reluctantly bought, brought a complaint against the defendant because of his unneighborly behavior, which goes back many years within this community and with other neighbors. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> wow. Oh, jeez. So, Mr. Gross is an entitled billionaire who is used to getting his way by bullying co-workers, family, and neighbors, said uh, Jennifer Keller, the attorney who represents Taufik in a statement to CNN Business. Gross filed his own complaint merely as a preemptive strike after learning my clients intended to seek relief from the courts. And see, this is why I like picking sides early off when you read the article, because then you give me the opportunity to just sit here and look like a dumbass. Because I totally picked his side. Dude, they're, have... they're both dumbasses. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's it's no like, winning side here. They're both of freaking... Of course there's not. They're of idiots. Course there's not. But, I, but, I have to, but I have to waste a little bit more time to at least like make sure that people know that like, I totally like preemptively judge this. I just like Pimco funds. This guy, Blair and Gilligan's Island, that just made it funny. I'm not like picking sides. I just, I don't, listen, I just move along. <laughs> They're both freaking <laughs> morons. They're both jackasses. I mean, <laughs> you don't want to violate the social contract. All parties involved here are violating the social contract. That's why felonious douchebaggery needs to be made into a crime. It really does. The couple alleged that Grosch and Schwartz's actions were attempts to get them to drop their complaint with the city. During one incident, when Taufik respectfully requested the music be turned down, Grosch responded with, Peace on all fronts are well. Just have nightly concerts, big boy. What? Peace on all fronts, or we'll just have nightly concerts, big boy. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Taufik's complaint says the the alleged abuse was so distressing that it forced Taufik and Nakahara to leave their home and stay somewhere else. The two were granted a temporary restraining order on October 16th. Grosch and Swartz have lived in Arlugany Beach property since 2018 and typically stay at their home during the weekends. Oh, my God. Taufik and his wife have lived at their home since 2009. A hearing is scheduled for November 2nd. Representatives for both Gross and Taufik. Uh, the hearing is, determined, is, is to determine if a civil harassment restraining order can be issued. I've never heard of a civil harassment restraining order before. But, yeah, apparently that's, Nor a, I. Apparently that's a thing in the uh, Laguna Beach area. Who knew? I was about ready to say, man, we just got done highlighting early off that these were first world problems. Of course they would have first world solutions to them. Indeed. Instead of acting like adults and talking about your problems and being big boys and girls, we're just going to make up some funny-ass law so that way our attorneys can get more money. Well, you want to talk about being adults. I mean, 
we can argue that this might not be a solution, but either you can talk it out and, and live harmoniously or agree to ignore each other's existence entirely, or worst case scenario, you beat the shit out of each other and call it a day. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but goddamn, no, we're going to... We're going to spend our, our all of our millions on this. The attorneys are laughing their asses all, all the way to the bank. <laughs> that's what that, that, that's what I exactly. It's a first world solution. These attorneys are the only winner in these. Uh, I'll tell you what. I am going to cheer on one party this article, and that's the damn lawyer. Because I'll tell you what. He's just sitting here milking this stupid ass, you know, like bullshit feud. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 man. We got to get the big guns out. We got to do a oh, civil you, harassment restraining order. You know both what? these attorneys are sitting there over breakfast going, how are we going to fuck with them today? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, the one guy's like, dude, I just suggested a civil harassment restraining order. The, the other attorney's like, that's not even a thing. Not yet, but it will be. <laughs> but it will <laughs> like, be. Yeah, I mean, like, seriously. Like, like, yeah, well, you know, it, our clients are billionaires, and we're on a five hundred trillion dollar retainer. Yeah, I guarantee, yeah, well, I, guarantee I guarantee you, they're, they're not, uh, they're not, they're not getting paid on a contingency. I guarantee you that much. But yeah. just so you can rely on Pimco funds, in twenty fourteen, Gross said he was fired from Pimco, uh, the firm he co founded in nineteen seventy one. He did file a lawsuit against the company in twenty fifteen for wrongfully removing him, in which both parties uh, reached an eighty one million dollar settlement in twenty seventeen. Gross has the estimated worth of $1.5 billion. Man, he's like a Diet Coke of billionaires. Like, no wonder he's blasting Gilligan's Island on stereos. If you were a real billionaire, he'd have that shit fiber optic wired to that dude's house. No, if he was a real billionaire, he'd have a band out there playing the Gilligan's Island theme. Yeah, man. I mean, like, yeah. He'd have, like, SEAL Team 6 wire speakers into the guy's bedpost if you were a real billionaire. Placebo billionaire blast Gilligan's Island on a loop. That's what the headline should have been. Placebo billionaire. Well, for our main event of this show, we're off to the great state of Florida, and you know what that means. Mm. Florida man, Florida man, does whatever the fuck he can. Makes headlines every time. Indeed, here comes Florida Man. A Florida man mauled during a paid photo op with Black Leopard in Backyard Zoo. <laughs> oh, this! I, as soon as I read that, I knew this was going to be good. A man in huh. South Florida was mauled by a Black Leopard after he paid $150 for a full contact experience with the big cat in... <laughs> In what is being described as a backyard zoo. Well, let me tell you this, dude. You paid for the full contact experience, and you sure as hell got one. <laughs> I'm telling you what. Everything about this article, right from the freaking headline. The headline to me was like, an ice cream sundae with sprinkles, all your favorite toppings, and Oreo cookie pieces. Ooh. Like, it had everything in there. Jaguars, you know, full, like mauling, you know, senseless violence. And, and it's victimless violence. It's victimless. And it's, and it's in Florida. It himself. And it's a and Florida. It's Florida. Uh, exactly. The stars aligned for this person to just come to us. So the incident took place behind the, a home in Davies, Florida on August 31st. The experience was offered by a nam, man named Michael Poggy. 
excuse me, who runs Puggy's Animal House, a self-described animal sanctuary that, according to its now-removed Facebook page, rescues and breeds rare and endangered animals. According to WPLG's reporting, Dwight Turner (laughs) discovered the backyard sanctuary through Facebook and paid $150 for a, quote, full contact, end quote, experience and photo op with a leopard. But as soon as he entered the backyard enclosure, the animal attacked. A report by the Florida Fish and Wildlife uh, Conservation Commission describes Davies' injuries in gruesome detail, writing that his scalp was hanging from his head and his right ear was torn in half. Davies is suing Puggy and the sanctuary, claiming that the waiver that he was asked to sign does not cover the injuries he sustained since the entire experience was illegal. (laughs) Sir... Oh my god. That's like the people that call the the cops and say I got ripped off during a drug deal. <laughs> or like uh the ones who press charges for getting shot inside of somebody's house while they're robbing it. Oh, yeah. They're, 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 those aren't yeah. That that's like insanity right there. Uh Davies is to do where I'm, I lost my spot. I lost my spot. Uh, Davies is suing Poggy and the sanctuary, claiming the waiver he says does, because it was illegal. The, assert- <laughs> the assertion is backed up by authorities who have charged Poggy with allowing full contact with extremely dangerous animals and min- uh, maintaining captive wildlife in an unsafe condition. I'm laughing so hard I'm having trouble reading this. <laughs> Uh, you can still find information about Poggy's Animal House on the Sanctuary's website and YouTube channel. Where the owner is mostly trying to sell exotic pets, including marmosets for $5,900, owl monkeys for $7,900, squirrel monkeys for $8,900, and white-faced capuchins for $14,500. All information about the black leopard has been scrubbed from the site, but a trip to the Internet Archive reveals that the animal was listed as not for sale at the sanctuary before this incident. Good move. Good move, man. Good move. Take that shit right off the market. Weren't you bit by a white-faced capuchin? Not me. No. No, that was another officer. Uh, that was another officer that we worked with. With the same last name as me. <laughs> so I did get I well now now see the thing is though is that you know I'm throwing shade in that direction because they got bit by a monkey but I got humped by a monkey. Same monkey. That, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the same day. So monkey <laughs> monkey came up humped my head and bit your wife and then and then jumped off of me onto my wife and then bitter and then climbed up the intake fence as a, as a lieutenant was sitting there screaming at her monkey as a commitment's being brought in through the intake <laughs> as, as the monkey's be, like the monkey's up on top of the barbed wire she's she said joey joey because the monkey's name was joey yeah sounded was. like a 90 year old smoker joey joey we got this guy in the back of some cop car like New Oxford police are bringing in some guy who's like high on PCP or some shit like that. And there's a monkey. Like, can you imagine what's going through this guy's head as he's pulling into the jail? Like, oh yeah, I'm going to get locked up again. Cause I think he was one of our repeat guys, but then he gets, you know, as you're getting brought through the jailhouse gate, 
you see a fucking monkey. <laughs> like a real bona fide, like, holy shit, it's a monkey monkey. <laughs> a, ble- and, a, and ble- all- a bleeding CO, one with messed up hair, I'm imagining. Uh, a, a one that sounds like uh, like she just rolled out of the truck stop wait uh, a truck stop waitress shift, screaming at a monkey. <laughs> yeah, and then like your bad trip just became a worse trip. Like I wish I could f- I, like I I know somebody got brought in while that was happening. I just can't remember who it was. And if I ever do, I'm gonna find them and apologize to them. I'm gonna well, be like, dude, that must have just been a terrible night. So- I'm. So this dude, back to the, the the story at hand, this dude went full on Joe Exotic and you know decided I'm going to start raising animals in my backyard and having people pay to come to my house and play with my cat in the backyard. But <laughs> and this guy just finds this thing on Facebook says, "Hey, that looks like a great idea. I'm going to go crawl in this cage with a freaking panther." Well, dude, it's Facebook official, man. The thing is, I, I feel a certain certain ways about this. One, I don't think these things should exist. Um, but at the same time, this dude is now suing for what you say, when you sue somebody for negligence, they have to have had a foreseeable consequence. The thing is, can you really say that the, the, the owner of the cat was negligent when you yourself going in this goddamn cage should have known exactly what could have happened? <laughs> It's a wild damn animal. It is not something you can say, uh, cat, don't do that. And it's going to go, oh, shit, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> you know? Well, I, I mean, a, like... A panther's going to panther. Right. <laughs> and I, I can't I can't even argue with you on that one, Raz. Because I'll tell you, the first... Like, it even said in the article, whether or not the shit's legal or illegal or legit or not legit, the guy signed a waiver. So there must have been something... Anytime, like, anytime you sign a waiver, it's because you, something you gotta, it's, it's yeah. because something has happened. <laughs> like that 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 is an immediate red flag that you should like. Hmm, that's when you should really evaluate your life choices up to this point. Like once that waiver hits the desk, that is literally the point of no return. I mean, like <laughs> if you if you sign that waiver, you you know that there's a chance that shit could go awry. And they're warning you about it. So no, I I can't say the guy was negligent. Even even There's okay. A whole, let's take the whole whole, whole myriad of other freaking laws that this dude broke. Take the take the waiver thing out of the scenario. It's a goddamn panther. It's a panther. It's it's not a freaking stray cat. <laughs> it's a goddamn panther. A panther's right. gonna panther. That's all there is to it. <laughs> right. It doesn't matter if the old lady that found it named it Fluffy before she took it to this guy. Like, it's still a panther. It's going to fuck it's up like your the, day. It's like the more... We, you, you may remember this, too. We had this moron we worked with who tried to get a savanna. Do you know what a savanna is? It's the size of a goddamn panther. And he had that as his house cat. And he kept getting upset when his couch and his chair and his bed and his... Everything in his house was just decimated by this cat. And... He's, I, I can't get it to stop. It's a wild goddamn cat, dude. It's not going to yeah. stop. You know when it's going to stop? After it eats you. Yeah, like, dude, you just invited something to live with you that's higher than you are on the food chain. Like, why are you doing that? 
Like, you don't do that. It's like the guy that sets up the camera and says, watch, I'm going to record myself petting and playing with this bear. And all they find is a recording of a dude getting eaten by a bear. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, this is, a, this is one of those examples. This whole fuckaloo that we're describing here. Guy with a jaguar, backyard zoo, blah, blah, blah. This all could have been avoided if common sense were the same as common knowledge. Oh. That's that's like this is this is a great example. Well, if the guy, if, if the guy has a if the guy off. has a Facebook page, he must know what he's doing. Oh my uh, lord, man! You know it's funny. We were talking about this right before we recorded, man, and I admitted to you fully that there is a sucker born every day. And you know, I told you that, and I admitted forthrightly that I am that sucker. But I'll tell you what, man, I was born at night, but not last night, because I would not fucking do that. Like, that, like I'm a sucker, man. I'll buy anything from anyone. I love a sales pitch, but damn, that's just, that, that's even a hard sell for me. I don't, I don't fuck with, I don't have animals in my house that I can't take in a fight. That, that's yeah. my philosophy. If you're going to have a pet, fine. Pets are great. If, if you got the time for them and you got the, the, the space for them, you got the proper knowledge for them. But you never have a pet that you can't take in a fight. Yeah, that your pet must be the lesser beast. <laughs> that being said, oh, we're going to leave it at that for this week, folks. Thank you once again for listening to the Social Liability Podcast. We do ask that if you enjoyed our podcast, maybe you give us a rating. But more importantly, you share the podcast. Tell a friend. Uh, we're trying to get this out there. And it's it's a lot of fun. But we we need more we need more people we need more people we always need more people listening we need new con- contributors we need everything except money we're not asking you for a dime we're just asking you to pay attention yep uh, and subscribe while you're at it too I'm it, sorry I'm just gonna throw that out there because I feel like I have to ask for something too subscribe hit that notification bell <laughs> everything uh, that being said thank you very much folks and we'll see you on the next week social liability podcast.